Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Mission with Zena Dello, a podcast for storytellers and artists about changing the world for the better through story. So I've been laying a pretty heavy philosophical foundation these last few episodes, basically arguing that the artist's number one duty is to tell the truth. Now, so far, these ideas have been mostly theoretical. So what I want to do today is share some things with you from my personal life. And what I'm hoping is that these real-world examples will sort of bring home these concepts in a fully formed way and elevate the importance of them in your minds. And also, I'm hoping you'll get a kick out of it. Okay, so by way of backstory, last January, I had the honor of being invited to attend the Sundance Film Festival for the very first time ever, which is arguably one of the most prestigious film festivals in the world. I saw a total of 10 films while I was there, And what surprised me was that only two of them were actually any good. Five of them were meh, and the other three were absolutely dreadful, as in absolutely painful for me to watch. Now, there are basically two lines of criteria that are typically used to judge the quality of someone's art. The first has to do with technique. How well did the artist execute their art according to the standards of their own area of discipline and according to the tools that they had at their disposal. In film, we look for production values. How close to perfect was the lighting, the editing, the acting, the sound, and all of the component parts of the film, which when they are added together, they're hopefully going to make a well-executed whole. Technique is arguably the easier good to obtain, and yet it's rarely achieved, even by experienced pros and veterans. So when a low-budget indie succeeds on this front, that's cause for celebration. But then, when you add in the other vein of criteria, which is analyzing the content itself, now we're in a whole nother stratosphere. So before I break down to you why I thought these three films at Sundance were dreadful, I have a question to pose. How would I know? How would I know when something is actually good in terms of its content? How do you know? What criteria are we applying? What are we looking for? What needs to be present in a particular piece of art in order for us to deem that piece as good? What gives us the right to judge the worthiness of any kind of art, especially if we're not an artist in that area? And now another brief story. I got an email just this morning from a very dear friend of mine who wanted to give me some feedback on this very podcast. Now, not surprisingly, he started out by analyzing the technical merits. He pointed out some of the bad sound issues that started in episodes one and two, which could be solved through the purchase of a better mic. He recommended a particular editing software so that I could cut out any sections where I stumble over my words or my dog is snoring in the background or, you know, God forbid, I become redundant. His notes followed the exact same pattern that I outlined just a bit ago, where step one was to evaluate the technical aspects of the piece, and then step two is to move to an analysis of the content. So the question he was posing when he moved to step two was, am I offering anything of value? Or more to the point, is my take on the subject actually true? So this is the point at which my friend graciously applauded me 
for having what he saw as an original and fairly unique approach. He imagined that there were a lot of podcasts out there for artists and writers and storytellers in general, but that most of them probably took a craft-first approach, whereas mine starts with the question, why? Why do artists create? Why are stories so important? Why is art so important? Why should we even be asking these questions? And here's where I intervene for a little spoiler alert. I'll tell you why. It's because I believe that when we do get to the how part, we will be deriving techniques from the insights we've gained here at this stage of the process that's absolutely gonna take your art to the next level. So my approach isn't just theoretical. It's not all heady cerebral knowledge, it's practical. It's going to work itself out in your art. And so if you want to create deeper, more powerful, more meaningful art, then stick around because it's gonna get good. And now back to our regular scheduled program. So at this point in his analysis, my friend began to critique my content of the podcast, and he offered some feedback that I think is particularly relevant to this discussion. He expressed concern over my arguments, which I present as facts, and suggested that my conclusions are not as universal as I might want people to think. In fact, he said that I tend to generalize or universalize my personal experiences, which cause me to make unwarranted assumptions about my audience. For example, I had a dysfunctional background, therefore, my audience must have had a dysfunctional background. Therefore, all artists who are driven to create must have had a dysfunctional background. He went on to say that I overinflate the importance of the role of the artist and that I use straw man arguments to knock down opposing views, such as my mischaracterization of the art as expression movement. And all of this led to a final question that he posed, namely, who am I to say such things? Now, he didn't say it that rudely, but he was basically asking, on what basis can I claim that I have any actual knowledge, any true insight that my view is right. Now you may be thinking, dang, that's harsh. Or maybe you agree with his assessments, but it doesn't matter. What I want you to see here is what is really going on, what's really at stake, what is this really about? Both in this scenario and the one that I posed from Sundance, there's an evaluative process going on. In both cases, a two-pronged approach is being used to evaluate the overall merits of an artistic project. And the first prong is more obvious. It's easier to ascertain. Is it technically good? But then we move to the real issues, the real stuff, the stuff that matters, the content, the philosophy, the arguments, the issues being presented. And that's where worlds begin to collide. The tagline of my company encompasses everything we're discussing right now. If you go to my website, you're gonna see the words scrawled across the very top of the header. The battle begins with story. Because my friend is right. The question is, how do we know? Who is to say what is good and what isn't? It's the absolutely right question. And the problem, of course, is that different people in different camps are gonna answer the question differently. And that's where the issue of worldview comes in. Everything that we've been talking about here, every facet of every argument in consideration, it all comes down to worldview. We are in a battle of ideas. 
It's a clash of opposing views that are at play in the marketplace of ideas. And what we're battling for are the hearts and minds of the people. Worldview is the lens through which you interpret the world. It's the philosophy you use to evaluate truth. You're trying to determine what is true, what is right, what is real, what is reality. And everyone has one, and everyone's biased. Which doesn't mean that truth is subjective, or that there is no absolute truth. It only means that when it comes to our perceptions, there's no such thing as being a completely objective human being. And I'll let you in on a little secret about what I'm trying to do with this podcast. What I am openly, unabashedly, and transparently trying to do is to persuade you that my worldview is true, that it's the one that offers the best explanation of the world in accordance with all of the available facts. So I want to sway you and convince you and win you over to my way of thinking, but not because I just want bragging rights. It's not because I want to win. If it's true that what people are looking for in art is a representation, a universal representation of something that is true, then knowing what is true is the best way to get there. What is your worldview? How do you know it's right? What evidence, what criteria do you use to evaluate it? So you have been listening to episode four of The Mission with Zena Dello. And by the way, I will be releasing one episode per day for this week only. And after this, I'll be moving to a once a week format. So I hope you'll enjoy this initial onslaught of information. Also, that snoring that you hear in the background is my little dog. And yes, I know that is not the highest um, technical production value. However, she's very sick and there's no way for me to stop it. So she's just going to have to be here and you're just going to have to get used to hearing my dog. So if you like this show and are interested in the subjects that we are discussing, then I would ask you, please do consider subscribing and writing up a little review for us on Apple Podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Mission with yours truly, Zena Dello. May you go forth and change the world for the better through story. 